you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. So, like, last week, guys, it was, like, a weird, weird week. This week seems sort of chalky, like... Yeah, everything sort of went the way we were expecting it to, except, except like, for... guys, like, really went big this week. Oh, dude, I, so... <laughs> Will Fuller, who we talked about on Friday, oh, how yeah. we really liked him. We didn't know he was going to score three touchdowns and have like 53 fantasy points, but we, we really liked him. And uh, we, we've, we continue to learn every week. And I think we already sort of knew that whoever the Atlanta Falcons are playing, you're going to start them. The same kind of thing with the Texans. And guess who plays this coming week? Kansas City and Houston. Ooh. Giddy up for that one. That might be 50-45. But um, yeah, you're right. A lot of it went chalk. 
um, I will say this. If Mike Evans and Greg Olson are on your fantasy football team, you're not real thrilled at this point. I had them uh, together in one league, and suffice it to say, I got my butt kicked. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, while, while there were some things that went chalk, there were some other guys who kind of left you wanting more. This yes. Week. This past week was just a monster scoring week, right? So, like, mm-hmm. um, last week, I felt like week four was... Just a little bit bizarre in the sense that it was like kind of mm-hmm. it was pretty low scoring, um, just kind of a weird week. But this week it was just just everyone smashed. I Aaron think Jones just cr- so yeah. I saw a stat where yeah. I, I think Christian Cockroft from ESPN. That's my pal, has, man. Had a stat. It was like um, I think this this week there were more scores over forty five. There were five guys yeah. who scored forty or more. Yeah, it was five guys who scored forty or more. That's like the most all time, which is uh, absurd. Christian McCaffrey. And I'm going to be talking about this on uh, on on TV. Is on pace to break Ladanian Tomlinson's record for single season fantasy points scored. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's just wild. Like Chris Godwin is on pace <laughs> to be the third highest scoring fantasy wide receiver ever. I don't think that one's going to happen. But it just I mean don't say that. I, I, I've got a lot of shares of Godwin. I want to keep it going. It'll be fine. I, but no, I know I, I'm kidding. I've got I'm kidding. Godwin in a ton of leagues. I too. know. I think the McCaffrey one actually has a chance of hitting. If they keep giving them the ball the, the way, way they are, way I mean hell. The ball right now, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the the Godwin thing is is insane. Yeah, um, I think McCaffrey. What did I see that he had the he had set the. The season high for fantasy points by a running back, and it lasted for a couple of hours until Aaron Jones came around in the afternoon. I know, <laughs> and, Aaron, boy, and blew him up. I, I'm proudly wearing my cowboy stuff. I got my 33 on here, my back, you know, back to Tony Dorsett days. But boy, we the the Cowboys the Cowboys got outed as pretenders in the last two weeks, and it pisses me off. Hey, Matt Lafleur, when you feature Aaron Jones, yes, good things happen. Yes. Uh, yeah, you throw the ball was... to him in the passing game on early downs. You give him the ball in the red zone. Good things happen. I mean, the fantasy. Sometimes, listen. You know, I get it. You know, we're fantasy analysts. We're not GMs and scouts. But sometimes, sometimes maybe listen to us. Okay. Sometimes, you know, maybe go on Twitter and be like, Yeah, yeah. The, the fantasy community is really <laughs> into this. Aaron Jones. Maybe you should give him the football a little bit more. The next time a coach. Yeah, I know. Never takes advice from fantasy Twitter. That'll be the never. First. That will also never. be the first time. Yeah, I know. First, I know. But st- I mean, hey, you know what? I mean, you know, we've been pounding. And, you know, pounding oh, sand know. on this freaking thing. It's like, come on, come on, come on. And, and it finally is coming to fruition. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. So week five, pretty much in the books. Uh, we'll talk about guys that we got right, right? Guys that we were hyping in the preseason that have turned out to be as good as we thought, maybe even better than we thought. We'll see if that can keep going. Some of the guys that we kind of got wrong through the first few weeks of the season and whether or not they can turn it around. And then a handful of guys where oh, these are really talented players and it's just hard to give up on them, but whether or not we should keep the faith or uh, whether or not it's time to kind of move on. I'm calling them the George Michael All-Stars because you got to have faith. Uh, we do that. We'll do some news. Do the waiver wire, of course, because it is Monday. But before we do any of that, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? Uh, it's kind of a bad Sunday. Lost in fantasy in my main league. Giants look pretty bad. You hey, know. listen. Yankees, buddy. I know. I don't think try to stay positive. I know. For what, for what it's worth, I don't think you can feel too bad about the Giants. Tough home spot. Vikings defense is good. It was a. Fr- I, I had to listen to the game, and uh, it was just frustrating because they they had the ball inside the ten twice and didn't come away with a touchdown either time. So it's that to me is frustrating. Jones finally looked like the, a rookie, and then now we have a short week Thursday game versus the Patriots, and yeah. the, that defense has not let up like a, I feel like a point the entire season. What, what is it? It almost seems like the schedule makers all said. Let's draft the Patriots in our fantasy leagues because every week they're playing a bad team <laughs> like every week. And now they, I, I, you know, I'm sorry, pal. You know, I love you, but the Giants, you know, 
And, and especially if Saquon doesn't play. I think he might. So, the, I mean, the Patriots are, are just going off. We, I got to have research take a look. Maybe we can talk about it on Wednesday. Uh, where they are ranked, like, going into the week, they were, like, a top five quarterback, running back, wide receiver, top tight end, and they had another good week. It's been Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if they go a while, before, they go kind of a couple weeks, I think, before they play a team with a winning record, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, this week it's all, it's all east against east, right? The Cowboys are playing the Jets. The Dolphins are playing the Redskins. Patriots, Patriots are playing the Giants. Um, and then I think the Eagles, are, I think, are playing. I don't know if the Eagles are playing uh, an AFC East team. No, Buffalo is on a bye this week. So um, so the Eagles, let's see, are going up against uh, Minnesota. Ooh. Oh, that ought to be fun. Man, so, all right. Yeah, it's, that's good enough. Let's do some news. Let's the news. Well, we will start with our first head coach firing of the season. Uh, probably not too surprising that it happened in Washington. Jay Gruden has been let go. Uh, the report I saw this morning is that Team Brass woke him up, brought him into the office at 5 a.m. to tell him he was fired. That's pretty brutal. That's awful, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah, that does. That, like, that's pretty bad. You know, you could have let me know last night. You could have just, you know, waited. or I don't know, but you're going to drag me in at 5 o'clock in the morning to tell me. Do you that think that had anything to do with that video that surfaced? Uh, Can I see about that? Uh, no, no, which one is this? Uh, the video with him. Eddie, did you see the video? With him smoking something or another and oh, no. being with some younger females. Yeah. Oh wow! I don't know. Oh. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know if that was TMZ. I don't know when the video was was uh, oh, I, I, was taken, but yeah, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe they huh. fi- maybe they figured, hey, if he's out partying, he should probably be up. Well, apparently this. Uh, I'm googling it right now. Apparently this uh, surfaced a few days ago over yep. the weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, yep. I don't know, man. Let Jay Gruden live. Now he's got plenty of time to. You know, you know what's you know what's what's odd is that time. is that uh, you know Callahan is not going to take over. Bill Callahan's taking over, and Bill took over for for John in Oakland. Oh. When, when Gruden went to Tampa Bay. Wow. So he's just sort of the yeah he, he, he the Gruden cleanup he's, he's guy. The, he's the he's, yeah. the he's the Gruden slayer. He's the Gruden cleanup guy. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, one of the things I did see, and this was a tweet uh, from Justina Anderson from ESPN. Um, a source. So I'll just read the tweet. So Bill Callahan takes over as interim head coach of the Skins. A source told me that Callahan felt the team needed to run the ball more this season and told some players last week he was hard pressed to remember a time when he coached on a team with so few rush attempts to start. So say, and, the, and, 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 and they're playing the Dolphins this week. I'll say this. OK. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's really hard to run the ball in the NFL when you're down three scores all the time. Good luck with that. Trent Williams uh, is not coming it's back true. through that door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not ahead. soon. Um, I mean, but so this week, I mean, as I was mentioned, they, they're playing the Dolphins. I mean, that's one of those. If there's games, ever a time yeah, to start I mean, Adrian Peterson, right? Like, this so is like, it, huh? are we playing the Redskins defense this week, like against Miami? Uh, are we playing Miami's defense against the Redskins? It's one of those games where you're just like, uh, there's potential, but boy, it's just it's just ugly all. So over. so. The Redskins are tanking in reverse. The Dolphins are just straight up tanking. <laughs> I mean, at least the Dolphins are up front about what they're doing exactly. right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who tries to lose this game the hardest. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bengals are just sitting off to the side, rubbing their hands <laughs> like, yeah, here we go. How, you want to talk about a, a, a game of two halves. Now, I had told people to start Andy Dalton uh, if they needed a streamer. And, you know, we were all high in Tyler Boyd. And that first half, 
I'm like, oh, I'm going to get hammered on fantasy Twitter for saying that Andy Dalton. And then the he second half, they, they all of a sudden just figured it out. Boyd had a monster game. The one thing Dalton did wrong, well, from a fantasy perspective, I'm sure he did a few things wrong, but Tyler Eifert was wide open in the end zone. He threw the damn ball behind him. Yep. Threw it behind him. So the Cardinals defense for one week didn't give up a big stat line to a tight end. They've got Atlanta this week. How about Austin Hooper? Austin Hooper. He'll be the number one tight end in fantasy. Uh, I mean, hell, maybe ahead of Kelsey, who hadn't done all that much. Uh, yeah, he has been. He has been the top tight ends this year. Like you know, Ertz, Ertz finally got into a, into the end zone. Eh, George Kittle, we'll see what he does tonight. But he's kind of an eh. I mean, Kelsey was a first or second round pick, and he hasn't yeah, been worth it so far. Not so far. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they suffered their first loss of the season on Sunday Night Football Jacoby against the uh, against the Indianapolis oh, yeah. Colts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes though tweaked his ankle a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and. You could sort of see it. You could kind of see that he wasn't the same guy. I mean, he he had that ridiculous rollout touchdown throw to uh, was it Byron Pringle. Yep. Yeah, where did this guy come from? I mean, uh, like, we're, we're all thinking, oh, wait, Watkins is hurt. Oh, man, Miko Hardman and Robinson are going to step up. And then Pringle comes out of nowhere and scores all the points. We're like... Yeah, well, Watkins, well, it, it had to be somebody different, I guess, right? I mean, well, every week it's somebody different. Yeah, well, Watkins got hurt. Yes, uh, I don't even think he played a snap. I think he he may have, he may have played one snap. Tweaked was his worried hammy. that he was even active. I thought. Yeah, yeah, he tweaked his hammy, hurt his shoulder, I guess, in Friday or Thursday practice, and it was questionable. Ended up playing, and then I, I mean, I don't even <laughs> think he played a snap. Uh, but yeah, I think the bigger story here, though, is like. The Colts are legit, guys. Yep. They're really freaking good. They're a good team. And this yeah. their offensive line, this is this is one of the few teams that the Chiefs could struggle with down the road because the Colts can run the ball so efficiently and just mm-hmm. move them off the ball and control the time of possession. I mean, the Chiefs had like two or three possessions in that second half, which is just absurd to think about. And uh, it didn't help that Mahomes was, uh, was gimpy. Yeah, and their bye comes at a really good time because now Marlon Mack can get healthier, T.Y. Hilton can get healthier, and they come back, and their offensive, big offensive weapons are uh, closer to 100%. Now, next week, as you mentioned, the Chiefs have the Texans. Oh, um, that one's just going to be everybody like the scoreboard on fire. Look, everybody's keeping their eye on Mahomes to see what happens with the ankle during the week. You know, immediately the, the doctors on Twitter jumped in and, and suggested either a high or low ankle sprain. I guess the, the low ankle would be more preferable because those tend to heal a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Uh Look, it's simple. If Mahomes is playing next week, obviously you're starting him. But if Matt Moore is the guy on the field for the Chiefs, I mean, how are we feeling about, you know, I mean, Tyreek Hill may be back, but Travis Kelsey, all these guys. I mean, it's it's a little less exciting if it's Matt Moore at quarterback. A, a little less exciting. It's, <laughs> dude, it, it is. Yeah, um, that that would be that would be problematic. Uh, and we, we've had listen, we've had enough quarterbacks get hurt this season. We've had enough. It's I mean, you know. Uh, the NFL needs guys like Patrick Mahomes out there. Um, yeah, boy, what happened to Mason Rudolph was awful yesterday. But we've, we've had too many quarterbacks get hurt. It doesn't seem like it's major. He was able to finish in that game yesterday. But, um, boy, and, and Mahomes is the biggest stud on every fantasy team he's on. I mean, if you draft pretty Mahomes, much, you had to take him pretty early. Spend an early draft. Pick he's, on he's probably, unless you have like a McCaffrey, he has got to be your, your stud guy. And to lose him the drop-off is severe. So you mentioned Mason Rudolph, next bit of news there, suffers a concussion, took a a really scary hit uh, from Earl Thomas, um, and just you could see it immediately. He just, he went limp, fell to the ground, uh, was 
was helped off the field because I guess the cart that would normally have taken him off was not Did they working. not have two freaking carts in uh, the stadium? It was not operational because, in fact, later on, after Rudolph was kind of helped off by some teammates was, and by some staff, that's you see it. them pushing the cart. That was egregious. Marcus, yeah, guys, I mean, listen, man, I love the NFL. I, Nobody loves it, but that was that made the I, NFL I look just, bad. This poor kid was out. I was and surprised. he had to walk off the field. I was surprised that they didn't even, because they have the backboard to not even just, you know. Something. Put him on the backboard and, and carry him off that way. Um, so, one, I mean, he was he was taken to a hospital last night for observation. Uh, look, I, I would be very surprised uh, if he is back soon. Um, the, the Steelers come to L.A. to take on the Chargers next week. That's the Sunday night game next week. I yeah. would not expect him to be available for that. Devlin Hodges. Yeah. I you know when 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 Rudolph went off I I mean I said I don't know who next in line No, was. I didn't either because you know Dobbs Dobbs had been traded. He was traded. Right. So, Devlin Hodges an undrafted rookie from Samford. Yeah, not Stanford. Samford yes. University. Yep. Uh came in uh look 7 for 9 for 68 yards. His nickname is Duck. <laughs> uh cuz I fact that, that's not a good nickname if you're a quarterback. I don't know who Duck. I saw somebody tweeting about Ducky and I'm like the dude from as in, as in, you throw ducks. Like, like, I mean, that's not good. Like duck from Mad Men, so, <laughs> right? So um, the first thing that I think of is Chargers defense. Stream the heck out of them, and then I mean, you got to play Juju, but I mean, do you? I, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, we got four teams on a bye. Yeah. You have to be super deep to not at least flex him. I mean, I, I guess maybe if you picked up DJ Chark, who, oh, by the way, geez Louise. He's a weekly start now. Dude, uh, you know what? He's a weekly start. I I feel foolish because for four weeks, this guy has been getting it done. I have him in two leagues. I haven't started him once because I feel like what I have ahead of him is better. And every week, he's just going ballistic. Well, I the do. The jump in his second year has been phenomenal. I did sit him. It was like he was a waiver wire pickup for me in one league. And the guys I have ahead of him, I've got Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin. Oh, right, exactly. Uh, like, Tyler Boyd. So, like, I sat him, and, like, it didn't hurt this. No, week. it's the same thing. But, I like, yeah, I just – he's bananas, dude, right now. I mean, he's he's better than every elite wide receiver that's and, been drafted. And that game script just was perfect for the Jags yesterday. I mean, they got behind real quick because McCaffrey uh, went the hell off, and then they obviously had, you know, the, the fumble return there by Minshew. Yeah. And they, they just have, had to throw a ton. Yeah, the they have New Orleans. D.D. Westbrook had a good They game. have New Orleans this week coming up. Which is interesting because, okay, in, in fantasy, Chris Godwin is the, the Bucks number one, but Evans is the number one in Tampa. Nothing last week. Week before, Amari Cooper, number one for the Cowboys, did nothing. So, Chark's going to have his work cut out for him this week against Lattimore. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, this is from Chris Mortensen. Uh, Devlin Hodges, obviously expected to start for the Steelers. Paxton Lynch is promoted from the practice squad to be oh, Hodges' gosh. backup. So, this is, uh, this is where we are. In Steeler land right now. That just made John Elway happy. <laughs> right? I know. Paxton Lynch, still tall. Um, Wayne Goleman left the Giants game early with a concussion, so that left a lot of John Hilleman uh, mm-hmm. to run the football for Big Blue. That didn't work out particularly well. Uh, no. we, we talked about it. A Thursday night game for the Giants this week against the Patriots. There is some hope that Saquon can come back. I, I feel like if Goleman was healthy, they wouldn't necessarily rush Saquon back. Now, if Gallman can't go, if he is still out, uh, I have a feeling they are going to try to do everything they can to make sure Saquon is ready for this game yeah, on t- Thursday. Yeah, tough spot because it's the short week, like you mentioned. Uh, John Hillman came in and and uh, and dominated the snaps for the Giants, but it was kind of just a lost game for there. They, they couldn't move the ball efficiently against that Vikings 
defense on the road. Daniel Jones kind of was up and down in that game. Um, yeah. But, you know, the Giants, I don't know, man. You know, I, I think I think this is going to be kind of how the Giants are going to play all year, right? They're going to be they're going to have some really great games against bad defenses and Daniel Jones is going to be pretty up and down at times. I think the start for Daniel Jones against that Bucks, you know, that Bucks team kind of got everybody excited, but right. you know, the last couple of weeks have kind of shown that, you know, he's still a rookie. This thing is still a work in the progress. Yep. Giants don't have a lot of explosive playmakers. Um, that's really the big problem. Like Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Evan Ingram are freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they, they're not guys that are going to take the top off the defense. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate them trying to get, trying to force feed some targets to Evan Ingram. Yeah, me too. Uh, a lot of tight end screens. <laughs> like I would appreciate if they were blocked a little bit better. But yeah. uh, I do appreciate them trying to force feed some of those targets there. Uh, last bit of news. Uh, Philip Dorsett left yesterday's game for the Patriots with a hamstring injury. According to our reports, he's okay and probably should be available uh, for Thursday night against the Giants. Um, I don't know. I looked at that. Look, Julian Edelman had the big game. Josh Gordon was okay. There's just so many targets in that Patriots offense. Yeah, and they didn't have to throw yesterday. That's they, true. They got ahead real quick. Brady, you know, did his normal, like, dump-off thing to some running back. Sony Michelle caught three passes. Yeah. Michelle was, ran a bunch of routes yeah, yesterday, uh, man. Good day. He, right? He did. More than normal. He did. Michelle. No Rex Burkhead. Yeah, Michelle was a little more involved in the passing game with, with no Burkhead. I, I don't think that's necessarily something that's going to sustain. It's probably pretty noisy with Burkhead out. Uh, but that being said, I mean, yeah, they just didn't have to throw very much yesterday. Yeah, I uh, and, I, I will yeah. pat myself on the back in my weekly Tired Wired column. I said, this could be a Sony Michelle week. Uh, just one, because right about the time everybody gives up on somebody, that's yeah. when Bill Belichick goes to him as part of it. So yeah. uh, I say that. You know, it's crazy. I say that the Patriots didn't have to throw very much yesterday. They just dominated the Brady, team. Brady, I mean, Brady still had 42 yeah. pass attempts. Brady yeah. had a very good day. He actually had like Fantasy 200 game. passing yards in the first, first half, half. Yeah. Uh, and was just sort of like, eh. You know, like for a while they they were struggling to score, and then all of a sudden it was just an explosion. They ran off, and he yep. could have arguably had a better game too, because that that James White, that interception he had to James White, that was yep. kind of like a wheel route. That was a terrible. Throw. That was a bad. Yeah, that was a bad. Yeah, that was a really yep. bad. Throw. Yep. So yep. there we go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right. As we wrap up week five, uh, guys, we got rights. Guys that uh, in the preseason, we knew we we're going to have great years. Uh, and whether or not they keep this going. Chris Godwin. We, we Look, everybody loved Chris Godwin, right? Yep. I mean, we. I'm not saying that we were somehow ahead of the curve on this because everybody was on top of this guy. But still, nobody. I don't think anybody would have thought that through five weeks of the season, he would be your wide receiver one or yep. ahead of guys like Michael Thomas and Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen. I mean, Chris Godwin is the preeminent fantasy wide receiver as we sit here right now. Uh, I mean, Fabs, I know you're saying that he's doing things right now that, that have never been done in fantasy through five weeks. Can he keep this going? I hope so. I mean, listen, in that offense, with that lack of a running game they have, and you would think that this is going to be a team that's in, you know, barn burners every single week. So, and Arians is the guy. Arians is going to throw the football. Uh, Not to O.J. Howard, but I mean, (laughs) to basically everyone else. I mean, Mike Evans, uh, of course, disappeared yesterday, but Godwin's the guy. You know, defenses are still, you know, making sure that they're they're keeping, you know, Mike Evans uh, at bay, which happened yesterday. Godwin's just killing everything. Everyone in the slot. He's killing everyone, and he's been better than we all had imagined. Um, on pace right now to be the third highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy history. 
Yeah, so Mike Evans has really struggled in his career against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Lattimore is a really up-and-down player. He is very up-and-down. Lattimore has Mike Evans' number, and we have now seen the Bucks move Chris Godwin around all across their formation. I mean, they put him in the slot. They'll put him out wide. They'll put him tight to the formation and let him run drags uh, against linebackers. Bruce Arians is doing everything within his power to get Godwin mismatches, and he is just absolutely yep. smashing. Mm-hmm. Just smashing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, this has become, I mean, we, we thought there was going to be a, you know, a, a more wide variance, I guess, of targets. I mean, we knew Mike Evans would get his. We knew Godwin would get his. I think we thought O.J. Howard was going to be a bigger part of this offense than he has That been. dream is dead. Yeah, that one, I think that one's pretty much he, over I, at I this think, point. I think you cut him now. I mean, it's over, dude. It's, that's, it's over. That's the thing, and I, I was... And it sucks because tight end's real thin. Yeah, I mentioned this on Twitter last week. I was like, you know... Oh, Howard has, I mean, his target, I mean, he's basically just not involved in the offense. Four, three, and two targets over the last three weeks. But it's like, you know, unless you, you lucked into Will Disley off the waiver wire or you feel very confident in being able to pick, you know, like when Noah Fant is going to score a touchdown <laughs> or when Jason Witten's going to score a touchdown, it's like you really don't have a lot of better options, but I, unfortunately. Gerald, Hern, Gerald Everest is out on the waiver wire. Sure. Chris Herndon's on the waiver wire. Chris Herndon's the big one this week. So, um... I mean, I, I have OJ in one league, and I am done with him. Uh, it's a, it's in our NFL Fantasy Live league. I've I, I got to try to make a trade. I'm already you know I've, that's why I didn't want Greg Olson. That's why I didn't want Greg Olson. That's a tight end is just hard, dude. I mean, Abron sucked this week, uh, and then Jared Cook comes out of nowhere and has a touchdown because yeah, good luck with that. I, yeah, but I mean, you can't trust that. So good luck with that. It, it's it's hard sledding out there. I mean, it's tough sledding out there at that tight end position right now. Yeah, uh, Nick Chubb. Who uh, I know a lot of people liked. He had the, the huge game uh, last week yep. against the the Baltimore Ravens. As we sit here and we record this, they have not played Monday night yet against the 49ers, so we don't know uh, what he's going to give you in Week Five. But right now, even having you know not played his his Week Five game, he is still the RB nine. And, and Graham, look, I, the the Browns offense as a whole has sort of been up and down to start this year, but Nick Chubb has not been a problem. I mean, this yeah. hopefully, hopefully Freddie Kitchens kind of keeps this going for this, us. This was, this was the whole reason we drafted Nick Chubb so high was because, at least until Kareem Hunt comes back, they don't really have anybody to take touches away from Chubb because he's so, one, he's so talented. You can't really take him off the field in favor of Dernis Johnson. Um, I will say the Browns' offense, and, and Mayfield in particular, have really struggled so far. Mm-hmm. I'm very uh, interested to see how they play tonight with an, you know a couple extra days to prepare against a 49ers defense that's coming off a bye, and mm-hmm. I think could be. I know, I know, Marcus, you're a 49ers fan. I don't want you to get you, get you too excited. Um, but look, I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, they're undefeated. I think the, I think the 49ers could be very, very legit, especially if their front seven is as talented and as restocked as it kind of looks like it is right now. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of been the big thing because they spent a lot of a lot of draft capital on defense over the last couple yeah. of years. Um, you know, some of it's like Solomon Thomas didn't quite work out, but you know, hopefully Nick Bosa uh, works out for them. So we'll see. But uh, that has been a big key for them. So we'll find out a lot tonight about both these teams. Chubb, Chubb has just had an insanely high floor. I mean, even though the red zone opportunities haven't been as high as I thought they might. He's just getting so many, so many uh, snaps and and playing extensively in the past. Let me ask you guys a question though. Um, you, you mentioned there's nobody behind him, right? We're entering week six. Season's going by fast. Are you guys thinking about selling high on Nick Chubb because Kareem, Kareem Hunt comes back? He's coming back. I, I've already uh, done, I've already done it in one league, and I got a I got a 
freaking just a king's ransom for him. Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason that I wouldn't is because you know, the running back position has thinned out. It has. Surprisingly. No, no, but you've obviously you've got to get, I mean, you've got to get a lot in return, but now you can get a lot in return. And then, listen, I, I get it. We all love Nick Chubb. The guy's phenomenal. But the questions are going to start coming in the next. Oh, they'll start coming. They're, they're already coming. You know, they're so, uh, so that's. I'm yeah. just. I, I'm just asking you guys. You know, if you got a good enough offer, right. is, is Nick Chubb on the table? Well, for I think a trade? that 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 just comes down to team build, right? Because I've got a few teams where I drafted Nick Chubb in the third round, and he's seriously my like RB two or RB three in those leagues. Um, and in those types of leagues where you you might have one or two other good running backs, like mm-hmm. if you have Alvin Kamara or something like that, then then sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Marcus mentioned, running back is pretty thin right now. I mean, the RB eight is Mark Ingram, and he has one more game played than Nick Chubb. And, you know, Ingram is on pace to, to lead, you know, potentially lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns this year. But, I mean, it's not like he's had just an amazing floor and ceiling. Uh, the, the middle ground of running backs this year is kind of really th- thinned out. Yeah, um, and I think that's that would be... There's like, a lot I, of good plays every single week, like Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell. They're good <laughs> right. RB2s, but it's just like they're not consistently great plays. Yeah, I just that, the fact that you just mentioned Le'Veon Bell in that, and you are correct, uh, is unreal. Oh, man. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is He's, averaging like 50 rushing yards a game. If it wasn't for his abilities as a pass catcher. We need Sam Darnold back. Dude. Man, I, but I don't, even know, I don't even know if that, that, I mean, that sort of solves it, but... I don't know how much that solves it. There's still so many other issues yeah. on the team right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been phenomenal so far this year. He's had 19 or more points in every single game. His one down week was two weeks ago against the Bears. Uh, he still had a touchdown. Um, this week didn't get in the end zone, but over 200 scrimmage yards. Uh, you know, he would have been even better if he didn't lose a fumble. But yep. you know, Dalvin Cook's been fantastic, Fabs. I mean, but now... Look, Adam Thielen, he, he, you know, he voiced his displeasure. They threw him the ball a little bit more. Are we going to start to see maybe some balance come to the force there in Minnesota? Is, is, are we going to see Dalvin Cook get the same number of touches now? If they're going to start to, you know, maybe involve their wide receivers a little they bit. They used Cook a lot as a, as a receiver out At of the backfield. six uh, receiving yards. Yeah, he, he had a big game as a receiver. And, and I would say this. You've got Philadelphia coming up next. And they cannot stop the pass. They can't stop the pass. So I wouldn't be surprised if Thielen had another big game. Diggs was a disappointment uh, based on the matchup. But the Vikings went in. They had a they had a, a game plan. They were going to throw the football more. Kirk Cousins had his first actually good fantasy performance of the season. Mm-hmm. So Cousins, I mean, Cousins looked good yesterday. Yeah, I mean, we forget. I mean, Kirk Cousins got paid a lot of money. He's a good quarterback. And again, I said it last week. You know, and statistically, he's sort of been neutered by what Kevin Stefanski's going to do with the offensive philosophy, but. They could still throw the ball. I mean, Thielen had a big game, and Philadelphia, as I mentioned, not good against the pass. So, as much as as much as I I, I would like to think that it's going to even out a little bit, I mean, time's going to tell on that because Dalvin Cook's had a lot of success the, on the ground. The big thing for me is you mentioned the success on the ground has been so consistent. You know, he's averaged over five point three yep. yards per carry, and now four of his five games, but in now four straight games, uh, Dalvin Cook has has seen at least six point. Uh, he scored at least six point seven points in the passing game in PPR mm-hmm. every single week. Uh, he scored, uh, what, five touchdowns, I guess, now receiving? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's just, man. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just been a fantasy stud. Four, uh, excuse me, five total touchdowns of all yeah. of them rushing. But, I mean, it's just, he's been a fantasy stud. He, he has. He's been everything that, that we would have hoped for. Um, and, like, this was one of the few times where a coach says, we want to run the football more, and they, they actually do it. Like, we, we hear that a lot. 
And then, you know, they fall behind three touchdowns and they can't. For, for what it's worth, I mean, Eagles, um, Eagles, Lions, Redskins are the next three games here. Even if they do go a little more balanced in those games because the secondaries are not so good, I mean, it doesn't even really matter when Dalvin Cook's playing all these snaps and he's their featured guy and seeing targets. Very so, true. Yeah. Very he's, true. He's just an immune uh, he's he's a player who's immune to game script. Ah, man, it's so nice to find those. They're so rare nowadays. Uh, okay, so guys that uh, okay, we were we were a little bit wrong on. Um, let's flip this here. We talk about Dalvin Cook. Let's go to Stephon Diggs, right? I mean, I don't think we were expecting necessarily huge. You know, like like he wasn't going to be a top five wide receiver, but man, like he is. I wrote yesterday in my, my things I learned that like you're really in a tough spot if you've got Stefan Diggs, right? Because he's the kind of guy that you're not just going to you know drop him and put him out there on the waiver wire, but at the same time, like you're, you have to bundle him with something else really good to try to get somebody to take him in a trade. Cause I think Fabs, this is just how it's going to be. I mean, part of it yeah. is that, I mean, one, they do want to run the football. The other part is though, that, that the places Kirk Cousins throws the ball, it tends to favor the routes Adam Thielen runs and yep. not Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So if you've got him, you I mean, he's kind of an anchor right now on your roster. You can't really do much with him. Yeah, the only way that you can trade him is obviously someone's looking to to buy low on him. You package him in a deal. I mean, he's had, what, one good game all season and it came against the Chicago Bears. He actually had a touchdown earlier in the season. I didn't have a lot of targets in that game. But uh, that was, it was a Green Bay, I believe. Um, but... Yeah, Diggs has been a disappointment. This is a guy who had been trending up in fantasy the last couple of seasons, had a tremendous season in 2018. But just, you know, I think we all sort of, we, we all underestimated that Stefanski was going to go this right run heavy. heavy. Yeah. And I think you're right. I, if you could flip him, I would, because I don't know that things are going to get better. The Vikings have a good enough defense where they're not going to be behind in a lot of games. It's going to be a lot of close games, which means you're not going to see a lot of what happened with the Cowboys yesterday where Dak sucked, and I'm not over it. But in the fantasy, <laughs> he scored 23 points because they had to throw the ball like a zillion times in the second half to try and attempt to come back. Um, I don't know that it's going to happen a lot with the Vikings because that defense is going to keep them in games every week. It's true, and the big thing to keep in mind here with Diggs, over the past three prior seasons, Diggs, had average six receptions per game. Now he's down at three point two. Yeah, I mean the volume. Get it done. The volume has just been cut in half. Yeah. You you have to bench him. I mean, going forward, I I mean I know that you bench I, him against the Eagles. I mean, see that's honest, the problem. It's honest, like, oh, Eagles. You prob- great matchup. Yeah, you probably have to. Because, okay. I mean, there's probably at least twenty five running backs I would rather play in my flex spot over Diggs, and maybe mm-hmm. thirty to. Th- 35-ish receivers. Hey, maybe somebody out there is uh, lucky enough to have DJ Chark. I mean, Diggs has seen you know? seven or fewer targets in every single game so far. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just, that's. I mean, it's that not, doesn't, uh, Stephon Diggs is amazing, but right. that's just, that's not enough you volume. Got, you got to hope that, you know, you have like maybe a Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's not enough Something volume like to get to, to be startable in most leagues. Wow. That's where we are now. Man. Um, life comes at you fast. Life Marcus. comes at you very fast. Mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman. Uh, another guy that uh, you know you probably spent maybe a second, third round pick on, who has not really provided those sort of dividends. He had a decent day on Sunday. A but lot see, of it la- coming in the passing game. His last couple of games, he's been very effective as a pass catcher, and and that's sort of like it looks like that. At Atlanta right now, Matt Ryan is on pace to throw over 700 pass attempts. Yeah, All right, he would be the only the second guy to do it. I believe Goff is also on pace for over 700, and the 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 only man in the NFL to ever do it is Stafford um, yeah. several years ago. But 
the, the Atlanta can't run the ball to save their life. Which they are which, throwing the hell out of the ball. They're so, one and four right now. How much longer does Dan Quinn hang on? Not much longer. Yeah, that, I mean, God. Well, they do have Arizona coming up this week, so they should win that game. They, <laughs> I mean, they should win that game. Well, they maybe. should. Is, is there is there a head coach who does less for their team than Dan Quinn right now? Uh, I mean, you're supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, and your team just gets blasted. Trashed, every single drilled, week. trashed uh, every week. Real quick on Freeman. The, the Falcons have trailed. I tweeted this this morning. The Falcons have now trailed on 75% of their offensive snaps. That's the second highest rate behind Miami. And my, Miami's trailing on over 90% of their snaps. But no team is more pass-heavy right now than Atlanta. And that's big part of the reason why right. Devonta Freeman yeah. can't get going. And for what it's worth, I've watched a bunch of Falcons this year. I don't think Devonta Freeman has lost a step. No. He looks like the same guy who can make quick cuts. He's never going to have the, the, the long speed. But he's still got his same arsenal of quick cuts. It's just yeah. they cannot run the ball because they're trailing so free. Yeah, and much. they had the injuries earlier in the season to the offensive line. Exactly And that, right. ki- that kind of exactly hurt. Right. And, and now you're looking at a team that's playing from behind. They're playing in, in, in shootouts, and that means throwing the football. And Matt Ryan, I mean, he's getting the job done for fantasy owners. But um, if Freeman doesn't succeed as a pass catcher, he's not going to succeed not, not in the statutes. Matt Ryan has been so up and down, but, guys, he has five straight games of 300 or more yards. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, when I say you're this throwing the like, ball I, that much, hell. I've got Matt Ryan on a couple of rosters, and it's it's frustrating to watch him each and every week. But in the end, like the fantasy numbers end up okay, partially because of volume. 31 points yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he said 18. With a rushing score. With a yeah, rushing score. He's at 18 plus in every game. Yeah. And now he's got Arizona coming up. Uh, Must start. Man. Hell. Yeah, he's just, he definitely a start this week. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield was, you know, we were, we were talking about him maybe as a, a guy who breaks into the top five among fantasy quarterbacks. We saw what he did at the end of last year. We were excited about what was to come this year. Uh, let's see. As we sit here and I am scrolling and I am past 25 and I have not seen Baker. There he is at number 27. Uh, again, he has not played his week five game. But uh, we so we, we still weren't expecting Baker Mayfield to be hanging around the 20s at this point in you, the season. You know, it's just been a really up and down weird year for Mayfield so far. So I, I thought he played decently well in the first couple quarters. Or excuse me, uh, re- I thought he played reasonably well in the first couple quarters in week one against the Browns. Then struggled in that fourth quarter through a couple picks. Was up and down against the Jets. I thought the Browns offense was really bad against the Rams. And then Mayfield kind of turned it around against the Ravens, but now we've seen more of the Ravens, and their secondary is just not very good without it's not, Smith. Not without w- which, so, which really makes that 15-point performance look even worse. Right now, through these, that's true. Yeah. Right now with these four games, like we really haven't learned too much about Baker, and I'm hoping we start to learn more uh, with this game against the 49ers tonight. So far this season, uh, he has not yet scored 16 fantasy points in a game. Yikes. Uh, he does not have a game with multiple touchdown passes. Double yikes. He's got he's got one touchdown pass in each game. He has at least one interception in each game, and then he's got the three uh, in the season opener against the Titans. And this Niners matchup, I had him as a sit. This, this is not an easy matchup. Then he's got Seattle. Then he's got New England. Then yeah. he's at Denver. It is. And then he's got Buffalo. Yeah, their their schedule is really Mayfield. Cool. May, and I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe deep down, I, I really want him to block me on Twitter. Because, <laughs> uh, I, but Why? because I've been getting on him like on on the show and on Twitter, I've been I've been getting on him a little bit too. But dude, he's droppable. Like I said it last week, he's droppable. He's a name, and he's not proven anything in this league outside of a really good second half of his rookie campaign. He's not proven anything statistically. I was wrong about him. I liked him coming into the season. I really did. Yeah, I think the I, schedule I, and what he's done to me give me Josh Allen over him 
over the next five. You see what Josh Allen's schedule looks like the next five weeks? He's playing every crap team on the, on the planet. He's got the Dolphins twice. He's got the Redskins after the bye. Give me Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield can go to the waiver wire. Uh, I do wonder like how much of this, and this was a, a concern. I, I've mentioned this before, how much this has to do with Freddie Kitchens having a lot more responsibility on his plate now. Yeah, right? you're right. Like, you're right. He can't just sit around and draw up plays. He's got to worry about what the defense is doing, what special teams are doing. He's got to manage egos. He's got to do so. Like, it's not the same, and you wonder whether or not that's just impacting the way this offense works. I don't know. That's all. All right. So now I've got a handful of guys. Do we keep the faith? Do we do we put on our, our George Michael leather jacket and our shades and our guitars and dance next to a jukebox and all that weird <laughs> stuff? Um, this one is, is personal. This one kind of hits close to home. DeAndre Hopkins had a huge week one game. Since then, it's been sort of meh. I mean, he was decent yesterday. Didn't get in the end zone, but seven catches for 88 yards. It at least sort of made you feel a little bit better about things, although he didn't do much in the first half. While while we all watched, you know, Will Fuller have his huge blow-up game. While we watched Darren Fells catch two touchdown passes. <laughs> um, and Darren Fells. The big takeaway for this, Graham, for me at least, is this is an offense now that has more consistent pass targets yes. this year than it has in the – like before, Newt got loaded up with targets because that's pretty much all they had. Now, I mean, as long as Fuller is healthy, uh, you know, Kenny Stills was out yesterday, but when he's there, you know, QT is there. They've got Duke Johnson, Carlos. There's so many more places for Deshaun Watson to go with the football that now it looks like his target ceiling is a lot lower. That's exactly right. And, you know, last year, DeAndre Hopkins, I just pulled it up, he saw double-digit targets in 10 uh, – or excuse me, 12 of 17 games if you include their, their one playoff game this year. Hopkins has just one game. That was the week one game against the Saints with 10 or more targets. And the volume, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is, is going to continue to see 25% of their team's targets. But with Will Fuller balling out, they're getting their tight ends a little bit more involved. I mean, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde are starting to see a yep. few targets, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, the, the, this target ceiling is just, like you mentioned, it's just not there. Yeah, Nuke right now uh, averaging 8.8 .8 targets per game, which is tied with the likes of Larry Fitzgerald, Sterling Shepard, Julio Jones. Um, and, and listen, for me, I, I like the Cowboys, the Yankees, and the Lakers. I like big names, okay? That's just me, all right? And now I can get all the crap on Twitter. Damn it, I could probably hammer me. But um, I'm trying to get him now. I, I will I will go out and try and buy low on him. I've already tried to do it. Um, I will tell you this. If you're loaded at wide receiver, like I have a league where I, I have I have God I, I have Godwin, I have Galladay, I have Fitzgerald. I'm loaded. I would put Galladay and Fitzgerald in a package together and offer it to the team that has New Hopkins. Just go out and do it. I, I, I feel like it's not going to get worse. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta I, get better. I dealt him, and I had to go back and look. But I, you know, I got a couple of things back in return. I got some running back help and stuff. And for a second, I was really nervous. Like I was afraid that this would be the week that I would have egg on my face for dealing him, and then just being okay. And mm -hmm. I, I know the big weeks are coming because it's DeAndre Hopkins, right? He will have that game where he goes for like a buck fifty and two touchdowns because that's just going to happen. But I think understanding now that the the Texans just have a diversity of targets in their offense makes me feel like okay, I you know. I can live with I can live with you know missing one or two big games and, and hopefully I get something else in return in a trade. So, mm -hmm. uh, so are we keeping the faith in Aaron Rodgers? No, right? no, he, I think I'm done. He he had two weeks ago he had a, a, a decent game, uh, you know yesterday against the Cowboys it was just okay it was the Aaron Jones show. 
Yeah. I know some of it has to do with not having Devontae Adams there, yep. right? Like, yep. the, the, the rest of that wide receiver group is not doing anything. Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they're not doing anything. I'm, it, I long for the days of Packer fanboy cheering for Jeff Janis because maybe that would be something there. But the, those days are gone. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, I mean... At least fantasy-wise, he's he's mortal, right? Bro, we, we mentioned it earlier in the season, and I said it. There's no quarterback out there not named Patrick Mahomes who's a must-start every single week, and Aaron Rodgers is a matchup-based starter. And it sounds really messed up to say that because he's been so great for so long. He is a matchup-based starter. In that game yesterday against the Cowboys, he got game-scripted right out of doing anything for fantasy owners because Aaron Jones was just making mincemeat of my defense. It was... Ugh. It's a, that's one of those games where it's like, I, I want the Cowboys to win because I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously. But I've got Aaron Jones on like three teams, and I'm like, well, if he's got to score four touchdowns, you know, I'm okay with it. I just wish the Cowboys had won the game. But if they're going to run the ball like this as effectively as they have, Aaron Jones was tremendous yesterday. And if LaFleur finally gets it through his head that, wow, this guy's pretty good. And if he can lean on the run like this, yeah. and that Packers defense, you know, I mean, it's been a little bit uneven the last couple of weeks, but if they're going to keep them in the games where Rodgers doesn't have to throw the ball a lot in the second half. I think the Aaron Jones you know? things. I think the Aaron Jones thing lasts as long as Jamal Williams is out. When Jamal Williams comes back, it goes yeah. back to being what it was. Yeah. I, I, I hope not. I I mean, yeah, I agree. I Matt LaFleur has shown that he wants to run the ball, and they, they want to build this team around the run and, and running play action. And, I mean, they have – Aaron Rodgers, and that's just what they want to do with the ball. And I, I mean, for what it's worth, we can't for, for fantasy. It sucks, obviously, because they're not going to be throwing <laughs> as much. But for you can't argue with it with that the way their defense is playing. The way their defense right is playing, it's yep. it's they're you know I mean, you four cannot, and one. You cannot argue with it. They're winning games. They've gotten um, they've gotten gashed. You know, I mean, Dak was was garbage time. But like Wentz, Wentz had the best performance against them uh, this season. And other than that, they've been very tough. Yeah, I mean, what what helped them is jumping out to a lead too. So it took it pretty much took Zeke out of the game plan yesterday. I know. Uh, like I was thinking, Cowboys just run him, run him, run him. The Packers can't the, stop the run. We fell behind so quick, and we fell behind so. Yeah, that was it. So, that was it. So, Speaking of Zeke, <laughs> so, I mean, he got paid a lot of money, and I, I'm always looking in the fantasy realm. Eh, kind of been average. Just going back real quick to the Packers, we we've gone from Mike McCarthy uh, throwing way too much and not running the ball nearly enough to Matt Lafleur not throwing it at all. Yeah, not to not throwing at all or being too balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Can never get this right. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, and I know, Fabs, you said that he was going to be a bust this year. He's been okay. I mean, like, in the realm of tight ends as it is, like, he, he's a guy that you're he not— been, He hadn't been worth a third-round pick. You're not going to sit him. That's for sure. You know, because you always know that that big game is potentially coming. I do and, like him tonight. Though. And he's playing tonight against the Browns. Uh, Graham, I know you've got him in a couple of spots here. I've got him in, on, on one or two rosters here. I mean, look, I'm, I'm staying with him. And I'm just hoping that, that eventually, like, I, I don't need him to set a record for receiving yards again, right? But I just want him to, you know, show up. Yeah, look, I, I think Kittle is a great buy low. But I was with you, Fabs. Like, the only league I drafted Kittle in was our, our uh, Fantasy League 1 mm. league. And I, I, I was on the show so many times saying I'm not drafting tight ends early, and I ended up doing it in that league. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm 0-4 because of it. And yeah. De- Devontae Adams and I mean, he's, he's, killed he, me in that league. But I think Kittle is a fantastic by low right now. I mean, he, he had two touchdowns in week one, called back due to penalty. He's been uh, – he's top two among all tight ends and uh, target share air yards. He leads the Niners in end zone and red zone targets. So at some big point – yeah. yeah, some big games are coming here for Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I like him tonight. I just – 
I just there's there's that's the magical season, man. Last season, there's no way he was going to duplicate that, and and that's why I don't have him in any leagues except for my dynasty league, um, because he was going too high, man. He's had 57 or fewer yards in every game so far this season. I think he has a big game tonight, but I, I just feel like you're not going to get what you drafted him to be uh, throughout the course of the season. Yeah, um, I I think it'll get better, but again, because of the way the tight end position is, I mean, you're not. You're not going to sit him. He, he, the good news, Marcus, is that, you know, he's got the Cardinals twice coming up. Ah, uh, that helps. Week 9 and Week 11. That, Go that get him. Yeah, their next couple matchups, including the Cardinals, those two Cardinals games are, are really Redskins is a good nice matchup, fantasy, too. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean. So, the other one, and this one's not nearly as dire, but Travis Kelsey, right? He has one touchdown all year. He's been fine. But again, he hasn't been the Travis Kelsey that you probably spent a first-round pick on. He's the tight end three behind... Austin Hooper, Hooper. <laughs> and Evan Ingram. Um, look, I know this is this is mild panic compared to maybe some of the other guys we've talked yeah. about, but we're still waiting for that huge Travis Kelsey Dude. blow up game right it's now. It's just been the touchdowns aren't there. I mean, he has seventy or yeah. more yards in every game, eight or more targets in every game. He's been this. He has been the exact player you want him to be for fantasy. He just yeah. hasn't scored yet. Yep, leads the position in uh, red zone routes run. I mean, like he's getting, he's going to get the opportunities, but it just hasn't happened. Like. It's been a different dude every week. You know, week one it was Watkins, then it was Demarcus Robinson, then for a couple of games it was Hardman, and, and then last night it was well, it was sorry. No, then uh, it was then it was Pringle. Byron I mean, Pringle. I, I was. Just, I, I mean, like it's. It, I mean, it, Mahomes is throwing the ball to the dude that's open. I mean, like, I, it doesn't matter who's. I, it doesn't matter what the name on the back of the jersey is. That's exactly what I was going to say. When you're QB God, it doesn't matter yeah. who you're throwing it to, as long as you can get it. Yeah, there. I mean, he got a bunch of targets yesterday. Uh, dropped a couple of passes. Had a couple of uh, opportunities, but I mean, the tight end is. I mean, uh, yeah, Hooper's been the, the biggest surprise, and he's going to just destroy the Cardinals next week. But it is what it is. I mean, the discussion is they haven't been as good. But at the end of the day, what's the result? Starting them. Starting them. Uh, by the way, Byron Pringle sounds like the alter ego of a person who uh, eventually becomes a super villain destined to fight Batman. Yeah, that's right. That, 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 that is true. Right. Like I don't know what his villain name would be, but like he starts off as Byron Pringle, like mild mannered, mild mannered office worker, and then like you know, uh, yeah. Batman smashes his car and doesn't pay the insurance bill or something yeah, like that. That's so just, funny, you know. man. But I mean, hey, you know what? If this guy ends up being something. He's got the perfect last name to get some sort of advertising deal with a I mean, certain potato chip company. Once, once the Chiefs pop, they can't stop. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look at Marcus is already writing <laughs> slogans for him. <laughs> you know, Marcus, uh, I, I've, I've long thought you you missed your calling. No, he as, didn't. He's okay. great at what he does. <laughs> okay, but you missed your calling maybe working as a side gig, like writing one-liners for companies. Just, huh. just catchy one-liners. I should do that. I should see if, uh, if anybody's hiring. I can be like, you know, part-time Mad Men sort of thing. I was just <laughs> thinking Mad Men. Yeah, exactly. I do this. Yeah. Uh, imagine Marcus back in like Man. the 50s, you know, smoking if a bunch of cigarettes. If I could sit in an know, office with like a bottle of bourbon, that'd be fine. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, waiver wire, guys, um, as we get ready for week six and you're putting your claims in there. Chris Herndon, top of the list because is, he is finally back. This is a gross week for waiver wire. It is not a great week. Nope. No. Not a great week for waiver wire. I got a few but, sleepers uh, out there once you... Uh, uh, once Chris, once Chris Herndon there. definitely is one. I think Gerald Everett is another name to keep an eye on because it looks like the Rams are starting to involve him more in the offense there. I mean, obviously, he had, he had the huge game on Thursday night, but I think he's starting to kind of work in there. And maybe, I guess to a lesser extent, Tyler Higby as well. Sure. Uh, there. Muhammad Sanu, look, it's it's three weeks in a row that he's getting targets, he's making catches. It was nice to see Calvin Ridley come back and, and have some big plays, but Muhammad Sanu is. I got, I called that one right. He's uh, yeah. yeah. 
He's that still hanging around one. there. Auden Tate, especially now that John Ross is on IR, mm-hmm. um, Auden Tate's going to start moving up. And look, I, I mean, I, I am less and less inclined to believe that AJ Green is coming back this year because I mean, at this point, yeah, there's no why? reason. Yeah, there's no reason for him to. Why they're zero five? They're they're for all intents and purposes could, dead. I bet he could get race. traded. I he might kind of think Green gets traded, which would actually you know inject some potential life into for his sure. fantasy season if he ends up out of Cincinnati. But Auden Tate yep. right now is there. Uh, I mean, if you're digging really deep, Willie Sneed has gotten some targets the last couple of weeks. He's running. He's actually played more snaps than any of the other Ravens yeah. wide receivers. Uh, he just isn't getting a ton of targets, but maybe they're going to start to work him in. Uh, the Bills on a bye this week, but if you're looking to stash a quarterback, Josh Dude, Allen, you mentioned the schedule, bro. Yeah, Miami, Philly, Washington. Cleveland, okay, maybe not that tough, uh, or maybe not that that easy of a matchup. Then Miami again. So, like, for the next five weeks after the bye, five of his next six games, Josh Allen is a QB1, and uh, he got dropped in a bunch of leagues after after he was injured, and now they have a bye. He's only owned in 42% of NFL.com leagues. Like, this is a dude that if I have him, I'm rolling with him after the bye, and if I don't have him, I'm trying to get him. Some other names, John Hilleman, because we don't know what's going on with the Giants' backfield right. uh, with Saquon Barkley and Wayne Gallman. He could be worth a look. And I'm going to keep pounding the damn table for Jamison Crowder, okay? Yeah. I, oh, yeah all right, yeah. dude, been, I mean. He's been oh, dropped in a bunch of leagues. Sam Darnold is coming back sooner rather than later, and he loves to throw to the slot, 36% career-wise, throwing to the slot. So get Crowder. Michael Gallup is not owned in enough leagues. And he's tremendous. Pick him up. Uh, sleeper Preston Wilson uh, uh, Williams this week against the Redskins. They're awful. And Wilson, uh, Williams, I keep there's, saying, there's a I play Preston for, Wilson because Met. he used to play outfield for the Marlins, didn't it? Wasn't there a Preston Wilson? Marlins, Mets, several teams. Yes. So Preston Williams, excuse me, is worth a look in a deeper league. And, you know, Gardner Minshew is still not owned in a lot of leagues. And every single week... Him and that wonderful mustache just go out there and score fantasy points, man. So, like, you know, go. Oh, Chargers defense, too. Uh, yeah, good. the Chargers defense yeah. against the Steelers, especially because uh, we, we know it looks like going to be Devlin Hodges starting at quarterback. So Boy, how things. Chargers. I mean, you you went from Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell to Devlin Hodges, James Conner, and Juju. I feel Life. bad for Juju. By the way. You fast. I am a Cowboys fan, but I I am I, I am also a fan of a lot of players out there and Juju is near the top if not at the top of my list. I love him, man. He is so good for the game and uh, going through kind of a, a rough spot at this point in terms of his numbers, but uh, yeah, I love Juju. We, I mean, we say that Juju's not had the huge, huge games yet, but he's been fine for fantasy except for week four. Yeah, I mean, he does just enough. He does just enough to kind of yeah. keep you hooked. I know I'm panicked because I I spent you know I spent the second round pick on him and I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit a little bit panicked right now. Yeah, a lot. So, all right. I think that pretty much covers it. So there you go. That's it. We are done. We appreciate you listening and downloading as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, clothes make the man. Naked people have little influence on society. We'll see you on Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.